1989, Dr. Youssef Salam, he was 15 years old, and um, he was convicted in the Central Park jogger case, along with four other black and Latino boys. It was known as the Central Park. They were known as the Central Park Five. They spent between seven to thir- 13 years behind bars until the uh, true killer confessed and their sentences were overturned. And then they were renamed or they renamed themselves the five exonerated. Dr. Salam collaborated, uh, Salam collaborated with the National Book Award finalist E.B. Uh, Zoboy on the highly anticipated new yacht novel, Punching the Air, which is inspired by Dr. Salam's experience. And on the line, um, we have Dr. Youssef Salam and E.B. And I'm, I'm just I'm sweating over pronouncing your name. So E.B. Zoboy, did I get that correct? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> So let's talk about the book. So the name of the book is Punching the Punching Air. Air. Punching the Air. And um I mean it seems, you know, apparent and based upon the the intro I just read, but but tell me again the the inspiration as strange as it may sound Dr. Salam. Well, so we collaborated on this book Punching the Air to really be um something that gave light to the young people's um, movement today, you know, to give truth to power and to continue to encourage and to uplift what happened to me through the inspiration of what this book is about, Amal. Amal means hope. You know, 31 years ago, um, I went through such an awful tragedy that they didn't really expect us to survive. And had we survived, there was this onus that we would have had a social death. But look at us now. We're here. We're standing tall. We're able to speak in a way that we have not been able to speak in the past. And the world is changing. And we're happy to play a great role in that by offering our book, Punching the Air, to the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, EB's a boy. What, what did you take away from, you know, your participation in writing of the book? What sort of what's beyond the obvious veil? Well, I think it's more than a participation. I I started this journey with Yusef 21 years ago when I met him in college. Mm-hmm. Um, he was attending college classes two years after he was released from prison and before he was exonerated. And when I found out who he was, I went after him for an uh, interview for my college's newspaper. Mm-hmm. I never got that interview, but years three years ago we met. And I'm realizing that the world was forgetting the fact that he was a child when this happened to him. He was 15 and 16. And I write for children. I write for young adults. And we both decided that this story needed to be accessible to teens and be in classrooms all over the country. Mm-hmm. What's the message? Actually, the message is not just about racism or mass incarceration. It's about the healing power of art. Yusef doesn't often share that he was a talented artist when this happened to him. And art basically saved his life several times over while he was incarcerated. So it is about the power of art. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And really putting art, putting art back in, in community, in society, in the world, so that young people get the opportunity to participate 
as artists, right, as, as beings of, of the greatest artist, the creator, they get a chance to participate in a way that's meaningful. Psychosocially, we're telling them that they matter. And by doing that, it gives the opportunity for us to say the future is alive and well because of our youth. Mm-hmm. Dr. Salam, what um, parallels um, do you see or feel um, between your experience as a young youth with the criminal justice system and uh, the experience that many of our youth today are experiencing? I think there's a direct parallel. I think that one of the things that might be uh, lost, which which is something that was lost back in our time as well, mm-hmm. you know, we grew up in an era where they said you're going to be dead or in jail before we reach the age of 21. And now when I go around the world and I speak to young people in particular, I ask them, raise your hand. Who has decided that they want to be dead or in jail before they reach the age of 21? Who, who physically wrote down that as a plan? And no one raises their hand. And then we can really dive into the total technology of how did that seed get planted in our minds in the first place? And so when I look at what we're doing now, Young people have fearlessness written all over their hearts, chest, and minds. And they're walking in that boldness proudly, you know. But what I want them to understand is that they are our ancestors' wildest dreams. They are the future, and we need to pour into the future in a way that's meaningful so that that seed is watered through words like from punching the air. Because this is, this is valuable. We're seeing the whole world change, the total trajectory, and the parallel that I want to get off. I want to, I want to derail the train, that prison, that school-to-prison pipeline, that gentrification-to-prison pipeline, all of the trappings of, of the outside world that gets young people of color, in particular, mm. entrapped and ensnared in the 13th Amendment. Mm-hmm. E.B., you mentioned um, art. And the fact that uh, Dr. Salam, you know, um, looked toward art to help him through the moment. I think a lot of young people and I'm thinking, you know, it takes me back to myself. Right. Uh, Some I think a lot of young people have gifts, um, but we don't know how to harness those gifts to assist us through those moments like. I mean, what was the transition period? And I, I guess I could ask Dr. Salam as well, but I just wanted to know uh, EB's perspective, you know, um, and then Dr. Salam, you can share. Like, so h- how did you hold on to it? How did you utilize that, you know? I, I think this process is about both our artistic journeys because I was a poet too in college and I was a writer and that's what led me to going after Yusef's story. Mm-hmm. as the editor of my college's newspaper. And here I am um, having the skills to help Yusef write this book. Mm-hmm. Writing is an art. Uh, public speaking, as Yusef does so well, is an art form. I think it's the idea of not limiting art to drawings on a paper, right? Kids are already making art. I think they're already harnessing that power. I watch those TikTok videos. That's like the ultimate expression of art. They are expressing themselves. Black Twitter is art, right? The wit, um, the humor is all art making. Passion for anything is part of art. So it's just a matter of redefining art to let young people know that they already have it in them. There's not something you have to attain or harness. 
it's something that you bring out of you because you already have it within you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely got to agree. You know, art art allowed me to really dive into a, a really profound meditative state and create beauty. You know, I was able to transform the anger and the bitterness that I was feeling as a result of being run over by the spike wheels of justice through art, through being able to speak words of poetry on paper and remind myself what this journey is all about. I needed to remind myself who I am, where I am. I needed to remind myself why. Because as Nietzsche says, if you can find the why, you can get, you can live anyhow. And I needed to find that why so that I can, as uh, I think it was Theodore Roosevelt that said, when you're walking through hell, keep on walking. You know, <laughs> I, often, I often call her the great philosopher, Cardi B. She said, <laughs> fall down nine times, get up ten. And it's really about getting back up in life. You have to make sure that you understand life is shaping you. Life is trying to really um, allow cream to rise to the top, to make you the, survive, to make you the fittest of those who have survived. And all of those indelible scars are scars that help you move through life in a way that you would not have moved through it had you not been run over, had you not been introduced to the nightmare called America. Mm-hmm. How, 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 how have you resolved those scars? That was actually my next question. Like, whatever well, emotion you... Resolving, yeah. Yeah, part of resolving those scars was found initially... When I heard the words of Dr. Maya Angelou, who said, you, sh- you should be angry, but you must not be bitter. She said, bitterness is like a cancer. It eats upon the host. It doesn't do anything to the object of its displeasure. Then she teaches us how to become alchemists, right? Because many of us that get run over by any kind of oppression, any kind of injustice, we want those who oppressed us, those who gave us the injustice, especially if they rise up the ladder to become the president of the United States. We want an apology. But we have to forgive them, and they will never give us an apology. And so we remove ourselves surgically from the ball that is disallowing us to move forward. And so what she teaches us to become alchemists is saying, use that anger. You dance it. You march it. You vote it. You do everything about it. You talk it. Never stop talking it. I heal every time I speak. They didn't give us the opportunity to be go, to, to take us through um, some type of process to re-acclimate ourselves into society. Rather, when we left prison, they said, we'll see you later, and they gave us a wink <laughs> because they knew that the, the, the only outcome that most of us fail, fall into is we can't take it and we can't make it. And so, therefore, we go back into the prison industrial complex. Mm, yeah. E.B., how do we find the book? Everywhere, in bookstores everywhere. However, please support your local independent bookstores, especially black bookstores. Um, Mahogany Books out in D.C., you could order online. Actually, you can get signed copies online from Mahogany Books. Mm-hmm. So we are speaking with, thank you for calling in, Dr. Youssef, Youssef Salam and E.B. Zoboy. And um, the book is Punching the Air. Uh, Get the book, people. Thanks for calling in. Have a beautiful day, people.